Dodd coming to you live from Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, I couldn't, I'm posting so late because I had a project I needed to get done. And I know I missed yesterday and I didn't want to miss another day because I, I, I found that I really kind of enjoy this. And today, you know, you have you ever seen anyone uh, that you've walked by and they look confident or they were happy and you just thought in the back of your mind what how what what made them who they are and how did they become what they are doing now well this is it this is my chance to tell you who am i and where did i come from and why is that guy always smiling why is he always in a good mood and a good every time i see him he's got a great attitude well Today is the beginning of my story. Yesterday's beginning of my journey. Two days ago is the beginning of my journey. Today's the beginning of my story. Well, again, I remember um, when I was four or five years old, I have uh, one brother that's younger and uh, two sisters, one older and one younger. And I remember when I was four or five years old, my mother used to always tell me about how smart I was and how I could do anything. And um, it wasn't in a patronizing way. It actually was in a uh, earnest way. I remember that my, um, she didn't really do that to my brother or my sisters, but she just knew there was just something different about me. And um, that those positive affirmations, you have to understand that what I've come to learn is that when we're that young, our reasoning mind or our conscious mind isn't developed. It's just our subconscious mind. And the subconscious mind is not like the reasoning mind. It has no filter. In other words, anything that goes in there uh, actually is absorbed and accepted. So what did that do? That was so powerful at a young age, it gave me an incredible confidence at such a young age. Um, just because my mother really, and still today, continues to tell me um, how smart I am and how, how much I can do. And I really appreciate that. Thank you, Mom. Um, in first grade, I remember my teacher, Mrs. Barry, um, I remember her um, asking my mom if she could take me to the uh, Rhode Island Hospital to meet this doctor to um, uh, recite my constant blends and vowels. I guess because I had done it at such a young age, she was fascinated and she wanted to, she wanted to show this doctor. And as a reward, she was going to take me out with her family for a spaghetti dinner. Wow, man, that was a great experience. The, the, I, I performed well and then um, we had the spaghetti dinner. But what that did, that reinforced what my mother had said, you know, you're smart and you can do anything you put your mind to. So. Fast forward a little bit. Um, I went to junior high school at a school called uh, George J. West. Now you have to understand this, this junior high school was known for its theatrical musical productions. At the, the man there named Mr. Laflamme, he was, he was gifted and very talented with uh, staging and the lights and all that great stuff. And then we had Mrs. Berger, who was the modern dance teacher. Yes, 
I did modern dance at a young age, but it was a thing. It was a thing at that school. If you weren't part of the theater, you know, you were on the, you were on the in crowd. And we did. We did ma uh, major productions. We did uh, Pippin. We did uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. We did um, um, uh, another one too, Tommy. And um, and I still remember. Um, and Jesus Christ Superstar I played Judas. And in the one we did, Judas had a, a major role in terms of a lot of the, the dance numbers that I was in. And uh, also, in the end, they actually did a hanging. And it was it was kind of interesting when they, they kind of pulled me up. But um, I remember my friend David Maielli, his mother, would always come up to me and she said, I cry every time they hang you because of that powerful uh, dance number that I do just prior to uh, hanging myself. Okay, so that was my uh, time there, and I think I really think that that's what really gave me that taste to be on stage, to perform, and to 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 uh, instill emotion in others because of that experience I had in junior high school. Fast forward on to college, I mean, correction. Fast forward on to high school. I went to classical high school, which is actually one of the best high schools in the country, and still is because I was up there, and there's a big sign, which I'll share one day. It shows that. But anyways, I was a math nerd and a football player in in high school. And um, I can remember in my algebra and my geometry classes, um, when the teacher would give the bonus questions, I would spend hours at night trying to figure out uh, how to get the answers to these bonus questions. And I remember uh, coming in and the teacher would say, who did the bonus? And my hand would always go up. Then they'd have me come to the board and I'd go through this long convoluted process on how I came up with the right answer. And then the teacher would come behind me and make two or three assumptions and get the answer in three steps. <laughs> that, what that taught me was there's always more than one way to do a problem. And you may not always have the, the best and easiest way to get it done. Uh, and now onto the football side of things. Um, I can remember I played offensive and defensive tackle um, for classical high school. And in my junior year, we won. We were an average team in terms of uh, the talent and the players. And in my junior year, we um, won all except for two games. We were like 16 and two. And we, I remember the senior year, we were thinking, oh, man, we got all this talent. We're just going to knock the book off the cover this year because we just got so much talent. Didn't happen, man. All we did went, all we won was like it was either two or four games that year. And, you know, after that season, I thought about that. I said, how come when we had an average team in our junior year, we almost won the whole season, but yet when we had all this exceptional talent in the senior year and we only won two games <clears throat> excuse me what happened was during that junior year everyone gelled together and everyone knew they had to do the assignment and everyone knew how to play together with each other and we did and that's why we were like a well-greased machine that's why we won so many games we didn't have a lot of great talent but we worked as a team, a strong one unit. Now come senior year, you had all your seniors and they wanted to make their, their mark and their move. And we, we just didn't quite get in rhythm. 
And it showed. You know, we only won two, two out of 18 games. So there's, there's a lot to be said about that. Well, let me check my notes. I want to make sure I keep going. I don't want to go too long. So that was high school. Now it's time for college. And I can remember, you know, how do you how you determine what you're going to be when you grow up? Well, I, I, I took an inventory of myself. I thought, you know, you, you're... You're a pretty good artist. You like to draw, and uh, you're a tremendous math student. So let's look at the professions. Ah, architecture. I'll become an architect. So I applied for architect schools, and uh, I got picked up by going on school design. But as I continued to study and look at different schools, I really wanted to go to Illinois Institute of Technology. But then I had the discussion with my father who finally, who didn't want to influence me in my decision, he just simply said, you got a full-paid scholarship here at Rhode Island School of Design, and you want to go all the way to Chicago, you're going to be by yourself, and if you don't like it, it ain't going to be me that brings you back here, but you make your own decision. And, you know, I wasn't familiar that at that time with the different faculties, mental faculties that we actually have, and one is intuition. And I let uh, the, the uh, persuasiveness of someone I respected to sway me, and I was risk-averse at that time. So I just stayed, and I went to Rhode Island School of Design. Um, and, um, you know, I went there, and I almost didn't make it out, to be honest because I got involved with a multi-level marketing type thing and my uh, time was kind of split. So then it was uh, when I got near the end of the year, I decided I'll join the Navy. My father had been in the Navy and my uncle had been a senior chief in the Navy. So I figured I'll join the Navy. So I signed up in January knowing that I was going to be graduating from college, hopefully in June. About a month after I had signed up, I found out that I could go in not as an enlisted man, not that enlisted is bad, but I could go as an officer and I get some perks. I said, great, go in as an officer. But I talked to recruiter, he said, well, you already signed up. You have to take an exam. If you do well in the exam, we'll transfer you over into the officer program. Well, I knew myself. I asked about this exam. I said, what's more important? And I knew I was kind of slow taking tests. I said, what's more important? Is it more important that I get them right or that I finish the test? He said, oh, no, no, no. Just uh, take your time and just get as many right. It's more important the number you get right as opposed to um, you finishing the test. I said, okay. So I took my time. And then after the exam, he said, <laughs> he said to me, I got some good news and some not so good news. I said, okay, so what's the good news? He said, the good news is all the questions you answered, you got right. I said, great. Said, the bad news is you didn't answer enough questions. I was like, man, I had asked you that in the beginning. If you had told me that, then I would have pushed myself and got through it a lot faster and got more questions done. So anyways, I, got, I went in the Navy, and I know that I, I get, uh, uh, he said, in two years, you can go ahead and apply for the officer program. I said, that is fine. So, uh, Give me a moment. I want to make sure that I stay on track with that. 
my story so that uh, we get everything everything situated here <laughs> uh -huh. so i joined the navy we talked about that and though i was good with uh sometimes i was a little slow okay All right, so, so I joined the Navy. Uh, I went to Great Lakes, and I went to uh, boot camp. That's another story for another time. And then I went to a, a basic electricity school and then the electrician's mate school. I was a nuclear power electrician, was my uh, rating for those in the Navy, for those in the Army or Marines. That was my MOS. I was an electrician. So uh, my... Girlfriend, wife at the time, um, didn't want to come to Chicago when I was there in Great Lakes. But then, nuclear power school was in Orlando. Aha! So then my lady perked up and said, wow, I want to come to Orlando. So then came the, the, the struggle here. How do I get her down there? I'm only an E4, maybe an E5, E4 at the time. And I'm trying to work the numbers to figure out how can I get a car and then get an apartment and then bring her down and our two children that were babies. And I'm like, I work these numbers and I work these numbers and I just couldn't make it work. They just kept falling short. So then right around Christmas, I told my, my bride, I said, sorry, I can't get you down here. I just can't make the numbers work. And man, she was upset. But, you know, I just couldn't do it. But I continued my plan. I was able to get the car. Then directly following the car, about a week later, I was driving around. And just outside the back gate, I found an apartment. So then I was able to bring her down. And that was great. So then when uh, when I was first down here, uh, remember I told you in about two years, they said I could join the officer program. So I was a part of the security for, force waiting to go into the newbie power school. And I said, well, it's a good time to apply for the Austin program again and see if I can get in. And I had a board and they were asking me questions about boot camp. And I remember in boot camp, they wanted me to be a squad leader. And I had been a, a, a part-time job I had was a swing manager at McDonald's. So I didn't necessarily want to be in charge again, particularly in boot camp, because anytime anyone messed up, you had to do part of the, uh, you had to um you had to get part of the punishment so i didn't do that so they judged me on that at this uh this board and it's like guns responsibility not decisive decision making so i told my supervisor i said look at these evaluations he said if i were you i would tear those up and then in a week from now when you go to the nuclear power school go ahead and have another board and then see how you do then and then send that in and that's what i did and they asked important critical questions about you know what would you do in this situation what would you do here uh if you were in charge and i explained it and i told them and I, I gave some great answers and um the, just a week later the evaluations were like raving i just knew i was going to nuclear power uh, to uh the officer candidate program and sure enough i did i got picked up and uh became an officer in the navy and that was great uh Saw a lot of the world, went to a lot of places, um, 
Well, uh, one of the things that happened after I finished my training in the Navy, uh, the first ship I went to was USS Long Beach, which was in uh, Boston's, nah, not Boston's, but was up in uh, Bremerton, Washington. And I remember the salty Warren or so who um, I had met. And he said to me, he said, you're ambitious and you're young. And he said, in order to make sure that you don't make mistakes, make sure you double check all your work. And he gave me great advice. So I learned learned that from him. And um, it kept me out of trouble a lot of times while I was there. And um, uh, that was kind of where I'm going to leave off right now. And we will continue the story about how I became who I am when we meet again tomorrow. Thank you. You've been great. And I'll see you on the next video.